guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to change the way the world is. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm a certified nutritionist, health, nutrition, brain performance coach, and just someone with a lot of passion for helping you guys to learn how to use nutrition as a precise tool to feel, look, and do your absolute best. Guys, first, I'd like to start with reiterating this idea that nutrition is food we put on our plates and in our mouth. It changes us. Some substances can change us really, really fast. Like if you take coffee, right? Or what else is out there? Or when you're hungry, just eating will change your state instantly. Also, a lot of studies have shown that after a goal, well, good, well-balanced, um, good amount of food meal, your brain performance, your mental cognitive performance, your physical performance are at their best. So you change instantly when you eat certain foods. And certain food compounds, of course, have more long-term effect. Actually, I would argue most of the food compounds, when consumed consistently, have also long-term effects, right? If we consume omega-3 fatty acids on a regular basis, um, our brain changes a little bit every single day for the better, maybe better memory, better firing of neurons, because the insulation of those neurons that allow faster firing of signals that getting stronger and the way your brain works just gets better and better and better again, especially things like your memory. So you are changed by what you eat every day, whether you make that connection or not, whether you notice it or not. A lot of, you know, these days we hear a lot, we read a lot about increased anxieties and all kinds of mental disorders. And I would argue, like a lot of other scientists, nutrition scientists and neuroscientists, they say that a lot of it has to do with our diet, because our diet is a bunch of chemicals, we eat our food in pounds every day, and it changes our gut microbiome, that we have trillions of bacteria there, 50%, they say that 50% of all the molecules circulating in our blood are made by those bacteria, and it makes a difference who we feed and who lives in our gut, right? And then all these different molecules playing out uh, their, I don't know, movie in our gut, in our blood, I'm talking about molecules in our food, different compounds, and of course, all of that matters a lot for the person you are today, how you feel, whether you feel positive and optimistic and driven, and whether you are resilient and when things don't work out, you still persist, you learn and you continue, or you are anxious, insecure, not sure, looking on a darker side of things. And, you know, you can always look at the darker side of things. Things can always look worse in your mind than they actually are. And they can look better. And looking at the bright side of things is an amazing skill and quality. Because when you look on the bright side of things, you are motivated to change things, to take actions. And actions change the world. Whereas when you are on the negative side of things, when you look on a, you know, not so positive side of things, you don't take many actions. And guess what, guys? Inactivity usually makes things work. 
So this is a short intro to the idea that food changes us, changes the world, and that's why I'm so passionate about making connections in more people's heads about how food can change the world. One person at a time, one thought, one emotion, one action at a time. Today, I'd like to cover two topics briefly. One is that intermittent fasting, you know, it got so popular because people are concerned about their looks first and foremost, because this is what we present to the world, right? We say, don't judge the book by its cover, but we do. When we see a person, when they're fit, when they're um, in good physical shape, or, you know, at least not overweight, we tend to assign more positive qualities to this person. That's just what we do, whether you know it or not, whether you are aware of that or not, that is what we do. And people are concerned about their image. And that's why, you know, people are concerned more about weight loss and then about health aspects of things. And people are interested in easy, simple tools like intermittent fasting. Not so much as it's easy, but it's simple. You either eat or don't eat for weight loss. And a lot of people don't understand that if you just put fasting on the top of poorly designed, nutritionally poor diet, it makes things work worse, especially long term. Now, you might lose some weight and it might bring some benefits, like might stabilize more or less your blood sugar uh, for the moment, at least your insulin levels. And that is, of course, is positive. But if you continue keeping poor diet with very few nutrients or deficiencies in core, some essential nutrients that we need to thrive and maintain health today, mental and physical and long term. If you're constantly, you know, either on a poor diet, eating some, I don't know, pizza, croissants, um, or I don't know, whatever that might be, for you guys. Um, it, and I'm not saying, I'm not calling these foods to judge any of the foods. It's just like um, these foods that came to my mind when I'm thinking about nutritionally poor foods, right? Compared to, let's say, fatty fish, salmon, and broccoli, and spinach, and beans, and lentils, um, all these foods that are really nutrient dense. So when you eat a poor nutritionally poor diet. And then on top of that, you fast, you add stress, you deprive your body from nutrients even more. Now, you might lose weight at the beginning, but you will get that weight back, usually more, and also your health will suffer more. That's not a good pattern. Like I have some friends who are either on a poor diet, eating whatever, and not in a good way, or they fast, right? And so you're kind of like cutting that tree at the root because your body is lacking nutrients while you're on a poor diet, at the same time going through all this metabolic stress and increased inflammation. And then you fast and your body needs nourishment to maybe repair that damage. But it doesn't get anything because you fast and there is no nutrition coming in. And so you get weaker even though you might again lose weight, but your health is going to get worse. And with worse health, usually your weight will come back. Or you're going to be nutritionally so deprived that you lose weight, healthy weight, and muscle mass 
and you're going to be nutrient deficient and maybe your bone mass will suffer and of course your mental health will suffer and your performance mental and physical and your hormones will go out of balance and at the end of the day you'll start developing cravings because your body is always deficient in something and your health just gonna get worse from there right so fasting on top of nutritionally poor diet is not a great idea now once in a while you know it's probably okay to do that like meaning if you were on a nutritionally poor diet and then in order for you to start eating better, you feel like you need to restart and you need to maybe stop eating for a while. Now, that's fine if you would also decide maybe go on some juice or smoothie fast, right? If you need that restart. But if you do this restart, keep in mind long-term picture and design while you're doing this reset for a better diet. How can now you include nutrient-dense foods? And those are whole foods of different food groups from fish to eggs to different kinds of meats and organ meats to a lot, a lot of vegetables like broccoli, like spinach, like Swiss chard, uh, tomatoes, bell peppers, beets and onions and mushrooms and all kinds of fresh fruit. And then we have beans and lentils among the richest foods and fermented dairy products that will will come back in a second too. Uh, why they're so, so beneficial for your brain. So design for a plan of better eating after to help your body to restore health and get better and better and better. And that's how you not just make your health better, your mental and physical performance better. That's how you also will keep losing unhealthy weight if you need to. You will build some muscle up if you train you will look better and feel better and weight loss will become automatic and it will feel like no work at all because now you eat all this amazing nutrient dense delicious foods you're not feeling like you're depriving yourself a lot of your cravings will go away by themselves now that you're getting all this nutrition and that's again when and where weight loss become a permanent thing, a thing that you don't even notice. You know, very often people ask me, like, what do you do to maintain yourself in such a great shape? And I honestly don't do much, except that I eat whole foods, very nutrient-dense diet every single day. Besides that, I don't do much. I don't count anything, but also, you know, to... To share with you a little bit, I don't go out of my way to overeat. I almost never overeat. I don't cook with oil. So I use some tricks, you know, to make sure that my calories are in balance because that still matters. But more often than not, I just eat a lot, a lot of whole foods. And that's it. That's what I'll do. And I sleep well. I exercise. And then weight loss is not an issue. Your body does not want to be fat and especially unhealthy fat if there is no need and you nourish your body, your body, your brain, they will play with you. And guys, from all of my dieting experience, and that's been like a decade of my life of struggle, of constant going back and forth, you know, heavier and lighter, feeling good, not feeling good, and then feeling guilty. And, um, you know, when I was getting leaner, feeling stressed that I'll bounce back. Uh, From all this experience, guys, believe me, what works is playing along with your brain, with your body, and focusing on nourishment, focusing on health, focusing on fitness, and then the rest will come 
as a byproduct and also you will be a much peaceful happier person and you'll get so much energy released from all this weight loss stuff into your other work like now I spend zero time thinking about my weight loss and all this energy goes into my studying, into my work with clients, into my new business venture, all of that goes there into building relationships, into taking care of my deeper health, not some weight loss stuff, right? Because that is not an issue because I nourish myself and I help my body, my brain to thrive. So don't just fast on a on top of crappy diet because at the end of the day guys it's gonna make you feel worse and more often than not it's gonna make you look worse and you'll have to come to terms with the idea that you need to take care of nutrient-dense foods you need to learn how to eat a balanced diet yeah you can afford you know to eat um piece of i don't know cake of or pizza here and there but it's not your nutrition. It's not your main source of nutrients. They should never be. That's like an entertainment you do once in a while. Or like going to the movie. You can't go to the movie, you know, the whole week instead of work, can you? So your nutrition is kind of like that. You gotta eat well most of the time to support the function of your body and brain. And then, like entertainment, sometimes, like 5% of the time, eat some whatever you want to eat um that's for today guys about that now let's get back to fermented dairy specifically kefir that was highlighted in the recent study Uh, i'm gonna link the study in the show notes so adults were um, assigned to consume eight ounces about 240 milliliters of fermented unsweetened dairy specifically kefir and they measured their uh, bacterial lactobacillus i think that's how you pronounce it in their gut and they also measured their memory performance specifically relational memory and i wasn't sure what relational memory was and it is basically the kind of memory when you remember not just a face of a person but you also remember their name their birthday kind of relate all these facts together to create a whole picture of this person or for example when you remember uh, a map of a certain area of the city and you also remember that you met certain people there and you remember that there were certain events that you attended like it's, it's like putting uh, a more a complete picture of a thing, of a person, of a place, of an event. That's what relational memory is. And so I'm not sure how exactly they tested it uh, in participants, but after consuming that fermented dairy for four weeks, 240 milliliters every single day, their memory improved and the amount of bacteria increased that lactobacillus, although they in the study um, said that they somehow tested that the memory improvements was not related to the increase in bacteria. I'm not sure how it was tested. Need to look deeper into that. But the amount of those bacteria still increased by 235%. And why I'm telling you about fermented dairy? Well, I've been consuming uh, yogurt and kefir whenever I can get my hands on it. Uh, Plain, no sugar, kind of on a low-fat side, and that's what they also used in a study for 
I think more than a year now, 500 milliliters every day. And I specifically eat it before mentally demanding work or when I have to give a public talk. I eat that dairy about um, one hour, 90 minutes before that event. And that sets my brain on fire. Like I feel like everything is on. When I watch my last public talk that I'm also gonna show a uh, link in the show notes, it was all about brain performance, 25 minutes that I gave for a digital nomad conference. When I gave my last talk and I was watching the video, I'm like, oh my God, I did good. <laughs> like I was worried that, you know, it didn't look good or that I was stumbling. Like, because when you're in stage, you can't really give the talk and also analyze your talk at the same time. But when I uh, watched it again, I was like, yeah, that was good. My brain was working. My brain was on. And that's exactly what I did, even though a lot of public speakers, they say, don't consume dairy. But I believe it depends on the kind of dairy products. Like, uh, and of course, you know, if you are super uh, lactose intolerant and although fermented kefir has very, very tiny amount of lactose because bacteria, all these bacteria, they eat that lactose, that milk sugar to ferment, to leaf and to produce lactic acid and, and a lot of other different compounds. So um, back to the point. I consume dairy right before my public speaking events, and it's like some sort of smart drug on nootropics, seriously. It, it works like magic. And so there is just this study that one of the scientists highlighted that I follow about fermented dairy and how special memory improves, relational memory improves. And I think, you know, when you give a talk, isn't it all also about relational memory? Um, you try to tell stories and connect facts to it in the most interesting from your perspective for the audience way to bring the point across, right? To install it, so to speak, in other people's mind. And I, f- I found it a long time ago that that, you know, fermented dairy, kefir or yogurt, uh, they have this profound effect on my mind that uh, I eat it before I need to study, I need, I eat it before I need to give a talk, or um, I just eat it because I also love it. Um, but that's what I noticed some time ago, and now there is this study. And um, I often, you know, find that to be true, that I notice certain properties of foods, like of chocolate, that it increases this flow state by boosting all the neurotransmitters, all the, you know, five major neurotransmitters that are present in flow state. I notice that about chocolate. I'm like, let me use it and let me advise other people to use it. And also now there is more and more science science coming out about the brain-boosting effects of chocolate. Uh, so I notice things about food because I love food. I'm passionate about it. I want to understand it better and how it changes us and how we can use it to change ourselves and improve our lives and improve results that we get in life from taking certain actions, right? And so now there is the study. I'm like, okay, so fermented dairy, huh? I'm going to advise it even more. And by the way, in that talk that, I'm, that I've linked in the show notes, you'll also... In that talk, I'm also talking about um, yogurt. Uh, What's also interesting about dairy yogurt specifically is that it's a source of naturally occurring calcium, a lot of them. And calcium, guys, it's one of the major electrolytes in the body, in the brain. It it is used to release neurotransmitters. So basically, for example, let's say your neurons need to release dopamine to make you motivated, right? So calcium needs is needed to make 
any release of any neurotransmitter happen. And so when we don't get enough, when calcium amount is suboptimal, when maybe your body, your brain, they have to do more work to get calcium, like taking it out of your bones. That process, even though I'm not sure about that, I don't think it's been tested or it is maybe not even possible to test that. So I'm not sure if that process is as efficient as when you get your calcium from food sources. And specifically, it seems like fermented dairy might have some special bonus for having that mind-brain-boosting effect, specifically uh, relational memory. And again, uh, calcium is needed to release neurotransmitters, all kinds of neurotransmitters needed to not make not just memories happen, but also to make our brain and muscles work in general, right? We need to contract muscle, calcium is needed for that. We need to think, calcium is needed for that. We need to act, calcium is needed for that in our nervous system. So calcium plus all these different bacteria that uh, increase the amount of certain bacteria in our gut. All this stuff somehow works together, and not just in me, but seems like a lot of other people improves the way the brain works. So guys, if you are not lactose intolerant by genetics, uh, if you just think that, you know, dairy doesn't work for you, have you tried, like, organic, kefir and yogurt, plain, no sugar, no additives. Have you really tried it? And try it by itself, not with like stuff mixed in. Just try it by yourself and see how you do separately from different foods. So maybe on an empty stomach, try it and see how it affects your body. Again, if you're not allergic and it's not going to cause like some... um, health effects that are not great. You know, if you are lactose intolerant or allergic to some milk proteins, please do not try this experiment. You know, I'm not saying that this study will change your personal reaction to that. But if you don't have problems with dairy products and you just read that they're not that great for you, maybe change the quality of those dairy products and try your dairy products separately from foods. Uh, In Russia, for example, where I'm from originally, it's been a practice to give kefir uh, in different health uh, clinics and institutions uh, in between meals, uh, between uh, lunch and dinner. So again, separately from all other foods and kind of like in between uh, two hours or so after lunch and before uh, dinner, people are given, nudged. Uh, we even have like a special name for that meal to consume kefir fermented dairy. And a um, long time ago, it's been noticed that kefir has this profound, great effect on health. And again, but consumption when you consume it, you know, without other foods and the quality of course matters. So try it out and maybe try it before you are learning about or your public speaking event, like an hour before or so. And let me know what happens. If you need any help choosing your best kefir, no matter where you are in the world, or making your own, because it's actually quite easy to make from um, milk when you get kefir 
grains. You can get them even on Amazon. Yeah, you can buy bacteria on Amazon, guys. I did that back in London. So if you have any questions about making kefir, choosing kefir, let me know. I'm more than happy to answer all of your questions. I love kefirs and yogurts. Um, made my own at some point, uh, although then it took, you know, a little bit too or too much work for me. Then I was prepared to dedicate to that. So reach out, ask me questions about kefir. Understand that coconut kefir is not the same as uh, dairy products kefir. It does not have, you know, the same properties. So uh, for, for one thing, it doesn't have that naturally occurring calcium and a lot of other vitamins and minerals. So I'm not sure how your coconut kefir might work. Um, not saying it's bad, it's just not the same. Reach out, ask questions. Uh, please do not use fasting as a... Um, excuse to eat whatever the rest of the time that just doesn't work like that you need to nourish your body and brain with nutrients that you need to thrive and feel good mentally and physically and that's it for today guys thank you for tuning in thank you for listening don't forget to check out the links in the show notes the study and then my talk that i recently gave just 25 minutes but a lot of really cool info and also fun um from my perspective you might consider it not that much fun but you'll learn a lot i i promise you uh, most of the foundational brain healthy brain upgrading practices so check out the show notes for those two links until next time guys eat better daily and also if you're not allergic try some kefir or naturally fermented yogurt.